When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I am your host, John June, and of course, I've got my guy, my co-host, Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good, man? What's going on? What's going on, people out there? DX Tribe. Oh, man, week eight's here. Uh, it's lit. Um, you know, Thursday night football is coming back. We might have one of these major superstars coming back. Uh, you know, no, there's a lot of injuries, but we got we got some superstar running backs coming back. So let's go. Yeah, man. Potentially having some superstar running backs coming back. Potentially have some superstar running backs sitting this one out. Uh, week, this one being week eight. So... Before we jump into, uh, as we always do on our Thursday night preview, the Thursday night matchup featuring the Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons, uh, also our streams of the week. Uh, But before we do that, we will cover some of this news, uh, this running back news. And first up, Joe Mixon was a DMP with that foot injury. Um, So obviously, this is something that you want to monitor, that you want to monitor as the week goes on. Uh, Giovanni Bernard came through as a top 12 running back last week in his uh, uh, subbing in for Joe Mixon as as the primary guy. Uh, so, you know, obviously you're going to, if you are the Joe Mixon manager, you're going to, you know, hopefully you have Giovanni Bernard and, and, and you're, you know, basically going to monitor the situation. Oh, yeah, definitely. You got to. Um, yeah, have have Gio Bernard ready. Uh, if you are the Joe Mixon owner and didn't get him, uh, maybe you might ch- be trying to buy really, really high right now. Uh, if you're the Gio Bernard owner, though, don't, yeah, uh, and you don't have uh, Joe Mixon, yeah, play him, uh, see what happens, and uh, he should give you a decent, at least RB2 floor for sure going into Tennessee. Yeah, or if you, you know, let's say you have a plethora of running backs and you were just able to, um, you know, pick up Giovanni Bernard because you just saw the news that Joe Mixon was out, and you saw Giovanni, Giovanni Bernard on on available on the waiver wire or on free agency. You know, dangle him around to the free agent uh, to the to the Joe Mixon manager, see what they're willing yep. to give up. Maybe yep. maybe they need to get a win. Maybe Joe Mixon being out last week really really screwed them. So, um, you know, try to do try to do some of these things right. Um, also potentially being out this week is Aaron Jones. He was a DMP at practice, still dealing with that calf injury. It was reported that the Packers could keep him out this week. Uh, Jamal Williams obviously filled in as we expected mm-hmm. uh, and filled in well as we expected. I mean, Jamal Williams is, is a good running back. Yes, man. Sir. I mean, yes, sir. He's tw- he's only 25 years old, so it's, it's going to be interesting when he goes somewhere else uh, as a free agent because he is in the last year of his deal along with Aaron Jones. I uh, can't imagine that they would keep both of those guys after spending a second round pick on AJ Dillon, but Jamal Williams is, is a good running back. So if you have him uh, as the Aaron Jones manager, uh, then you, um, 
you know, obviously you're, you're going to have him there as your insurance policy. Uh, if you don't have him, though, I think he's somebody that you can even hold on to because we've seen him have uh, useful weeks. And then he's kind of, you know, it's like Kareem Hunt light in a sense, you know? Yeah, um, pa- powerful running back. Um, Definitely a guy I would buy in, like, Dynasty or something like that because, yeah, you talk about A.J. Dillon's probably that big physical running back. So um, Jamal Williams probably maybe be the one to go. He could fill into RB1 row next year. Uh, that'd be dope. Um, but, yeah, for this season, yeah, keep playing him. He's going to produce and provide because he has receptions works, and he's a, he's a very powerful running back. Yeah, I mean, he was <clears> – excuse me. He was somebody that was buying uh, over, you know, after the NFL draft in, in uh, dynasty leagues because his value was so low with the, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, with the perception of A.J. Dillon coming in and immediately being – the number two running back, but as we see in this offense, Jamal Williams used as a receiver out of the backfield. Yep. Uh, maybe not to the level that Aaron Jones is. He's not the he's not the athlete that Aaron Jones is, but he's still a, a big physical back with soft hands who runs decent routes and is able to, to get open against linebackers. So he's he'll definitely have value in, in the future wherever he ends up. Um. Now we end up to the. We end up in the like probably the the messiest situation in terms of running back backfields, but uh, really it's the cleanest situation. And when you think about it, Greg, and and you're the 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 main, uh, you know, you'll probably be the the biggest proponent of that or the biggest spokesperson for that because Carlos Hyde uh, dealing with an injury hamstring injury and the reason why Carlos Hyde is somebody we talk about today is because he was somebody we told that you to go get out to go out and grab on waivers because Chris Carson is dealing with a foot sprain and he's a game time decision mm-hmm. and then Travis Homer who's also the third string running back he's dealing with a knee injury <laughs> mm-hmm. and then you've got then you've got the fourth the fourth uh running back on the depth chart DJ Dallas rookie uh, out of the University of Miami uh you know Used to play wide receiver in college or in high school, uh, switched to running back. So he's got those naturally should have some soft hands. So uh, maybe pick him up, add him if you if you uh, you know have the roster spot or if you are the Chris Carson manager. But Greg, as someone who as uh, has picked all four of these guys <laughs> up or si- signed all four of these guys, can you explain the thought process to the the DX tribe? Real quick, oh. what, what you're planning to do. Oh, yeah. So, definitely for this this league that we're in that we have this, we have about, like, 20 bench spots. It feels like it's it's a, it's a it feels like we have, I think, eight to nine uh, bench spots. It was 20-round draft. So, I was able to have the luxury to get all four of those guys. Um, Chris Carson, game time decision. Uh, you know, Pete Carroll is going to say positive news about all these guys. He said that he's not really mi- – it's minor on the Carlos Hyde injury. Uh, so, really, it's going to come down to that – uh, that game, you gonna you know gotta follow that situation heavily going into that. But if Chris Carson plays, of course you're starting him. If he doesn't, Carlos Hyde plays, you're starting him. Then if not, it's just it's a domino effect, really. If it, if it <laughs> whoever's next in line, whoever's gonna start and get the majority of carries, I think could give you RB two value. Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, are you concerned at all about an emergency active situation? Um, like Chris Carson is an emergency active. Like he's a game time decision. We'll have him active, but 
He's yeah, only he'll just suit up and he'll just be an emergency there for <laughs> if someone else goes down. Oh, that that is that is tough. I mean, uh, I feel like Seattle wouldn't do that to us. I, I haven't seen Seattle do that with their if Marshawn Lynch when he was always banged up and everything he would play. He would always get the the starts. He would never be like one of those guys. If, I mean, if they if they're gonna hold people back, they're not gonna start them because they have four decent running backs. Yeah, I think that they can trust these guys. I just, I, I maybe yeah, it hasn't situation. happened. It haunts me last year. When Chase <laughs> yeah, <Evans>. that was <laughs> just came in. And that was one touchdowns. that. Yeah, that one. That one was uh, very hurtful to all of us because if you had David Johnson, you played him. Yep. You know, and yep. if you had Chase Edmonds, you didn't play him because nope. David Johnson was playing. Yep, and it was so. against my Giants too, so it just made everything <laughs> worse. Like, oh, hey, man. Chase Edmonds loves MetLife, man. Let's just. Let's just can we just say that he loves MetLife. He had a big yeah. game against the New York Jets in MetLife. I mean, granted, it's probably played there when he was at Florida. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Just like being home, man. Just really it. Um, but running back that is dealing with some injuries as well. In addition to the Seattle backfield, Miles Sanders dealing with a knee injury. He was a, a DNP at practice on Wednesday. Uh, in his day to day, as coach uh, Doug Peterson put it. So, Greg. Uh, I mean, I guess I'll. I think I have way more Miles Sanders shares than yeah, you do. Yeah, I have Greg, a lot of Boston so. Scott though, so that's cool. Oh, so you're <laughs> so I guess you could speak from the other angle. You could confirm what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Miles Sanders doesn't play. Um, yeah. They play on Sunday night, which makes it really, really tough. Um, unless you have a contingency plan, I don't know what you do because the uh, the next game after that would be the Tampa Bay uh, Giants game. So maybe you picked up Wayne Gallman or maybe you... I know in one league I'm fortunate enough where I do have Ronald Jones. Uh, so uh, I understand his situation as well with Leonard Fournette. But if Miles Sanders doesn't play, I'm just going to slide in Ronald Jones. I know in another league uh, I have C.D. Lamb. And I know C.D. Lamb obviously has a bad situation uh, with Andy Dalton in Dallas, but I still believe, you know, CeeDee Lamb did see a decent amount of targets. He's still a good player. So I'm willing to risk having to play CeeDee Lamb at the, you know, you know, if I get the opportunity to play a healthy Miles Sanders or an active Miles Sanders, rather. Yeah, um, definitely. If you have where the Miles Sanders manager, you have Boston Scott. It's kind of the same situation with all these guys. Um Start. You can start Boston Scott. Expect him to also give you that RB two value um, at the as his floor. Um, going against Dallas in a good matchup. Either one who's going to start is going to is going to thrive. So uh, definitely be ready if you're you know if you're not if you just have Boston Scott uh, stand alone. He's going to give you value uh, and maybe you can hit up the Miles Sanders manager and also trade. Yeah, I mean maybe you could definitely do that, um, but. Yeah, I don't know. I hope you play Miles. I need you, buddy. Please, <laughs> please come through for know. me, He's man. An eagle. Uh, he automatically drafted hurt. I think as an eagle. <laughs> oh man. Uh, all right. Streams of the week, man. Let's jump right into it, brother. What do you got yeah. for your quarterback stream of the week, man? You know, I feel like you know Teddy's just the stream quarterback of the year. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go another route, and he's gonna have a good matchup. Of course, Teddy's gonna do well, but I'm gonna go with Derek Carr versus Cleveland. Um, 34% rostered in Yahoo leagues. 
Uh, the man's top seven in yards per attempt. He's getting down the field, uh, according to play profiler, 8.2 yards per attempt. He's top 10 in passing touchdowns with 13. Uh, he's got a great touchdown-to-interception ratio this year. Uh, Cleveland's good matchup for quarterbacks. Uh, last, I mean, for the seven weeks, they've given up at least three passing touchdowns to the quarterback position. Uh, yeah, it's the third highest over-under of the week at 53.5. So Carr, yeah, he's going to continue to thrive. Start him up. Yeah, man, I like that one. Uh, and like you said, I wanted to go with my guy Teddy B, but yeah. I feel like we've been <laughs> cheating, man. He's forty nine percent rostered at this point, so so some of y'all are onto it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going with my guy Jimmy G, man. Woo. He gets to go up against Seattle. That's not quite Atlanta, but they're close. They're a close second in terms of fancy points allowed to the quarterback position. Seattle currently leads the NFL in passing yards allowed per game, and in addition. He's uh, in this matchup. He's going up against Russell Wilson in a game with a 54-point total, third highest uh, in Week Eight. So uh, Jimmy G streaming with some confidence this week, man. Yeah, everywhere where I have like Cam or you know a, a struggling quarterback, I've been getting Teddy B and uh, Jimmy G. Yes, that, that's that's really the next option. I know we got him in our leagues, um, so we're gonna go for it. We're gonna yeah, he's gonna thrive and most handsome quarterback in the league, man. Oh yeah, man! Uh, it's awesome because I my two my two favorite streams of this week, Teddy Bridgewater, Jimmy G, got both of them going in one of my super flex leagues this oh, nice. week nice. with Deshaun Watson on by. So yeah, I feel I feel really good about that one. Uh, moving on to the tight end stream of the week, Greg. What do you got, man? Oh man, I'm you know I locked it in on that waiver wide pod episode. Got to go with Richard Rodgers. Versus Dallas, I'm literally picking him up anywhere I can find him. He's 20% rostered. Uh, he's going to, you know, a handful of tight ends that there's only a handful of times I would take him over this week. He, he got targeted eight times last week, uh, second in target share. Uh, he's got a juicy matchup versus Dallas this week, who's given up, you know, four receptions, t- touchdowns to tight ends thus far this season. They gave up just one last week to Logan Thomas. Uh, yeah, I don't think he'll get impacted by Rager too much. I think that should impact Greg Ward more. Uh, so, Washington. They didn't get the 30-point mark last week, but they only got 25. The Eagles, they're definitely going to get it. This is that Swiss cheese Dallas defense. Start Richard Rodgers. Oh, yeah, man. I love Richard Rodgers this week, man. Got to love that one. Uh, I'm going with the guy that I went to. I mean, I kind of highlighted him last week, but this time I'm planting my flag. Harrison Bryant uh, of the Cleveland Browns. He's 3% rostered. Gets to go up against Las Vegas, the, uh, the Raiders. Over the last three weeks, have given up the second most fantasy points per game to the tight end position. Uh, Bryant is already an option for the Browns in the red zone. Only Hunt and Odell Beckham have uh, more red zone targets on the year than Harrison Bryant. He's converted all three of his red zone targets into touchdowns, and he could potentially be in line for more receiving work. Beckham's out, obviously, with a torn ACL, and on Sunday, Harrison was uh, third on the team in targets behind only Higgins and Landry. So I really like this kid. He was a smooth receiver in college, and he's shown that thus far through his rookie season. So stream this dude up with some confidence, man. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Uh, Baker loves throwing to the time position now, so let's do it. Yes, sir. Uh, Greg, your defensive stream of the week, man, what do you got? Uh, I'm digging deep this week, but uh, I think, you know, I'm going with Detroit's defense versus Indy. I don't think they should kill you. They do have a horrible rush defense, so shout-out to JT for killing this week. He might be, you know, a possible start of the week, but 
the Detroit is giving up, got one sack per game. Uh, they got five total interceptions on the season. Uh, Phillip Rivers, he's only got one more touchdown than interception this year. Uh, he's got seven uh, touchdowns, six interceptions. So I think they can hold their own. Um, they won't kill you as a defense uh, um, if you, you need one. Yeah, man. They just also made that trade for uh, Everson Griffin coming from the Detroit Lions, the defensive end pass rusher. So that should give them a boost. And they've been pretty good. I was looking at them as well. When you said you were digging deep, I was nervous. I thought you were going to take my team. I, I got real nervous for a second because <laughs> um, I had to dig deep as well, man. Green Bay, 25% Ooh. rostered in Yahoo Leagues. Get to go up against Minnesota. They're six and a half point favorites at home. Minnesota has been struggling on the offensive line all year. Meanwhile, the Green Bay pass rush, led by by guys like Zadarius Smith, Preston, Preston Smith, a.k.a. the Smith brothers, Rashawn Gray in his second year, also stepping up. Uh, so, you know, they're getting better over the last few weeks. Combine that with Aaron Rodgers probably carving up this Minnesota defense. Oh, yeah. That should lead to some positive game script for their uh, defense, allowing them to bring pressure to Cousins and well, we all know good things tend to happen for the defense when Cousins is under pressure. So, Green Bay, stream them with confidence, too, this week. Yeah, I like that. Hopefully not. Jaya Alexander, you know, I got some dynasty shares in him and gets a pick because, you know, Kirk Cousins is throwing a lot of picks this year. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I'm banking on Jair Alexander this week. I need him to uh, do his best being a, a pest in Adam Thielen's side so Justin Jefferson can get his on <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> Dang. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> so moving on, man. Let's let's cover this Thursday night matchup, man. So, Greg, we've got the one and six Atlanta Falcons traveling to Carolina to take on the three and four Carolina Panthers. This is a forty-nine point total. The Carolina Panthers are two and a half point favorites in terms of injuries for Atlanta defensive end. Tack McKinley is out with a groin injury uh, for Carolina. Uh, D tackle Zach Kerr is a, a DMP with a toe injury, so uh, they also have some other guys that are questionable. Questionable, but the big news here is star running back Christian McCaffrey. He was activated off of the injured reserve uh, designated to return from the IR, so they could activate him tomorrow, uh, so that he can play in in this game against the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Greg, do you believe that Christian McCaffrey will play? Matt Rule is hopeful he will play. Uh, according to Roto World, I think he they'll be smart about it. I think this is something you just gotta monitor up to game time, really. But I think he's gonna play. Yeah, man, this is tough because. <laughs> yeah, I think this is tough because we had uh. You know, before we hit record, we asked each other, you know, does do we think he's gonna play? Or right before we hit record and then and then, you know, right before we were about to hit record, we get the notification that Matt Rule says that he's hopeful and uh you know, there was that report earlier in the week that CMC uh showed up to the practice field in like a red non contact jersey, you know, signifying that he was in, he was injured. Mm-hmm. Uh but he took that jersey off. <laughs> Some dramatic <laughs> <And> practice. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think CMC is really. I mean, we know the competitor that he is. This this dude got he got he felt like he let his team down because he missed a play after catching a cramp last year. 
I will always bring that up because that man is just, you know, it just speaks to who he is. So I think he's really going to push it. Hopefully, I mean, I'm speaking because I really care about you, Christian. I'm really hoping that you, you sit this one out in the organization. They they take it. They, they're smart about this, and they and they sit you out. Because Mike Davis is a fine running back, and, and I think that, you know, he can lead. He can help lead Carolina to victory tomorrow. So that's my hope. Um, but uh, obviously I may be a little biased here. So, Greg, where are you at with this matchup? What do you have in this game? Uh, Want to know all of it, man. Oh, man. give you, I'm going to give you all of it. Uh, so I'm taking the over. I'm taking the Carolina Panthers to cover. I'm taking the Carolina Panthers to win. Um, so on the Atlanta side, uh, Matt Ryan, I think he should have a, you know, another decent week. Uh, I think expect a high QB2 performance. Uh, didn't play well versus Carolina the first time, but he had no Julio Jones, and we know how important Julio Jones is to this offense. Um, Todd Gurley, I think he, I'm expecting an RB1 performance here. Uh Again, he's been a very decent uh, touchdown dependent RB2, but he's top two in carries and he's top two in red zone touches. He's getting 4.7 a game. So that's the reason why he's getting, he's leading all, all running backs and touchdowns with seven so far. So I can, I can well expect Atlanta to continue to uh, lean on him in the red zone. Uh, they have a very favorable matchup versus the Carolina rush defense. They've given up nine total touchdowns to, run, to the running back position. So I can, I think Ty Gurley is going to have a, great, a good game here. He's in a great spot. He had 14 carries. For 121 yards and one touchdown uh, in the last game they played Atlanta, so I uh, expect no, uh, not no different here. Similar stat line: uh, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. Of course, you're expecting them to put up a uh, wide receiver one, have a wide receiver one upside here uh, at the very low, lowest. They're you know sh- strong, very strong wide receiver twos. Uh, their floor, um, but you know expect them to, to kill as usual. Uh, Hayden Hurst. Uh, he's a low and tight end one for me. He's, uh, he's been doing that for the last couple of weeks. He's doing pretty well. Uh, Matt Ryan is still throwing at a high pace, um, so he, he can support uh, these both of these receivers with Hayden Hurst and also with Russell Gage. He's coming back on the last two weeks too. He's got uh, more targets and receptions. Has been up, so I think he's giving you sl- safe flex numbers. Um, so I think he can be a wide receiver three uh, safe flex if you need that uh, in your wide receiver position, especially in full point PPR leagues. On Carolina, we know what Teddy Two Glove is going to do. He's a low on QB1 for me this week. Uh, he's going to do well. The QB stream of the year. Uh, I think I'm right. You know, I had stuff down for CMC. I think if he plays, you definitely are starting him. Um, and I think he's, you know, he's going to be back to what he is, uh, CMC. We talked about that where <laughs> Matt Rule is going to question his, his uh, you know, his honesty, his everything. He did mention that Mike Davis would be involved when CMC came back. We'll see. This is the first real test. If I had Mike Davis and CMC's playing, I would be very hesitant to start him. Um, if I had Christian McCaffrey and I don't have Mike Davis, I'm definitely starting Christian McCaffrey if he goes. So um, that's where I'm really at it. Uh, I really hope that Mike Davis does get uh, 10 touches, though. I'm, I'm really hoping that he does if, if they were both to play. Uh, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, must starts. They give you wide receiver one upside as well. And Curtis Samuel, I think that role is, is pretty much gone if CMC's back. Yeah, man. I uh this one this one is tough because I mean I'm I either way I'm taking the under here. I'm taking Carolina to cover, Carolina to win the game. Uh potentially I I had wrote that potentially this is our last Mike Davis game as the workhorse back, so we should enjoy it. But yeah, uh, if CMC comes back, we're obviously not going to get that. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, you would be hesitant to play Mike Davis. Uh, I think I would too. 
Uh, yeah. It's just so tough because I know we know that Atlanta is just so bad uh, against running. I mean, they're bad against everything. Everything, yeah. They're also also bad against running backs. Also bad against receptions to the running back. Um, you know, we also, yeah, it's tough. I think you. I think you. I think you could flex Mike Davis. I'd be really hesitant to depend on what your options are. As long as be that Jeremy McKinnon, what happened to him? The <laughs> moment no, I, came back, it was over for him. He didn't get to see the ball. <laughs> but maybe, maybe Curtis Samuel is the guy that gets hurt from this. Oh right? yeah, absolutely. Like, um, because we were seeing Curtis Samuel get used and getting rush attempts. Uh, he was seeing you know at least four or six targets every game. Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, basically. If Christian McCaffrey plays, Mike Davis becomes a flex. Curtis Samuel becomes a, uh, you know, basically someone that you probably shouldn't look to play in this game. If Christian McCaffrey does not play, if Christian McCaffrey does not play, Mike Davis, you start him as your workhorse back. Teddy Bridgewater, Robbie Anderson are must plays. DJ Moore is someone I think needs to be played in this matchup with Atlanta. Um, plus he's, you know, he's, he's been doing well as of late. Uh, some of it a little fluky, you know, like last week with the touchdowns, two touchdowns on five targets, but, um, he's still seeing enough work in this offense and this matchup is really good. Uh, Curtis Samuel makes a ton of sense. Uh, again, this is if Christian McCaffrey does not play, he makes a ton of sense for me. Uh, he's seen at least four targets since week four, uh, He's seen at least five targets each of the last two weeks. He's seen at least one rush attempt in every game this year. So uh, even scoring a goal line touchdown last week. And I tweeted out the other day, 12 12 cornerbacks in the NFL are giving up an average of 10-plus half PPR points per game on at least 100 coverage snaps uh, as per pro football focused. And four of them play for the Atlanta Falcons. Mm -hmm. So... um, Curtis Samuel would be a good play, again, if Christian McCaffrey does not play. Uh, For Atlanta, Todd Gurley is a must-start. Something that we hadn't seen. I mean, I'd been a huge proponent of selling Todd Gurley because of the... um, because of of the... where where a lot of the production is coming from touchdowns, which that is true. Um, But something that we hadn't seen all year uh, happened for Todd Gurley on Sunday. Uh, Todd Gurley had... The highest running back rush share he had seen all year was seventy-seven percent. Uh, prior to week seven, he saw he's in week seven he saw ninety-two percent running back rush share. So this could nice. mean that this running back, this backfield is potentially trending uh, in you know close to that above that ninety percent threshold for Todd Gurley. So uh, that means more goal line opportunities, more running, you know, more work. And in this matchup here against Atlanta, uh, if we did. If we did Thursday night starts of the week, Todd Gurley would be in consideration here. Um, and I said Atlanta, the matchup against Carolina, but you know what I meant. Uh, yeah. Matt Ryan has Julio, therefore you're playing Matt Ryan, therefore you're playing Julio. Uh, although Carolina has been good against quarterbacks, so yeah. maybe I, I would he- I would be a little hesitant to play Matt Ryan. Greg, would you rather play Matt Ryan or Teddy Bridgewater? Uh, that's why, yeah, I had I had Matt Ryan as more of a, a strong QB2. Like, he finished right up over, under that line. I think Teddy's going to finish higher than him. So, um, I would start Teddy. Yeah, I think so, too. Especially if McCaffrey comes back. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so just I, think, imagine, remember, what, yeah, just imagine what true. that does for Teddy. 
Yeah, more completions, uh, definitely more. Yeah, um, just moving the chains. I mean, but there is a thing. I mean, Mike Mike Davis. They they were they won games with Mike Davis. Usually, when a team is able to spread it like they're not able to just focus on Christian McCaffrey all the time, it made kind of them better with Mike Davis. Honestly, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, both of these players have a skill set where I don't see any reason why they can't be on the field at the same time. Yeah, I, yeah. How about sure. this? How about this? Play uh, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Mike Davis, Curtis Samuel, and Christian McCaffrey. This is no tight end. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's not doing anything anyway. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's block? I mean, I mean, Christian McCaffrey could block, so yeah, yeah, we're... I mean, have Mike Davis block. I mean, oh, yeah, whatever. Mike Davis could block too. Yeah, he could block. All right, yeah. yeah. I mean, I just want to get 10 touches. That's all I'm asking for. Yeah, man, I, I hope so. Yeah. Um, I really do hope so. <laughs> I'm going, like I said, I explained to you, Greg, I'm going something, you know, very interesting situation. My matchup in, in one of my, in, in my my league with my college buddies, um, my matchup has Christian McCaffrey sitting on the bench, and I have Mike Davis in my starting lineup. And if Christian McCaffrey plays, the, the point swing that that, that, oh, that, yeah. call, that lineup change causes. Crazy. Um, could be pretty significant. <laughs> Y'all projections so. just goes wild. It goes from like probably seventy thirty to thirty seven or something, something like that. <laughs> oh yeah, man, absolutely. So, um, you know, so again with Carolina being a good, you know, a good matchup or being a, a bad matchup, particularly against quarterbacks, uh, just the pass game in general. Uh, I don't think you can. You have to force Matt Ryan, uh, but you. Obviously, you're not going to bench Julio and Calvin Ridley, but no. maybe this is where I stay away from the auxiliary pieces. You know, with this defense being as good as it is against the pass, uh, being, you know, basically a run funnel, allowing teams to run the ball while not allowing you to throw the ball. Um, you know, I would play Gage in, in a deep, uh, full PPR league, um, but, you know, but that's really about it. And then, you know, Hayden Hurst has been more productive. Uh, again, maybe maybe everyone just misses Julio. Yeah, uh, that's man. maybe that's what it yeah. is. Uh, he's like you know when it's like when dad comes home or something. <laughs> everybody's <laughs> like <laughs> everybody's happy and, and whatnot. I don't know, but Hayden Hurst maybe if you're if you're in trouble at tight end, maybe you could play him. But I'd rather play like Richard Rogers. Um, I mean, maybe I, I wouldn't go as deep as Harrison Bryant, but. Oh, yeah, Thank Richard Rodgers. Yeah, there's, like, only, uh, honestly, like, three or four tight ends I'm starting over Richard Rodgers this week, so. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I mean, are, are their names Travis, Kelsey, George, yeah, George Kittle, Kittle, and Mark, Mark Andrews? Andrews? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, pretty much. Got it. Um, All right, so, yeah, I think, I mean, I think that's really it for me in terms of the, in terms of, the, of who I'm playing from this game, but Greg, I need to hear your bold prediction, man. What's oh, up? Word. What are, what are, oh, what are we man. thinking, man? I totally forgot about that. Um, I because it's like I don't know. There's a there's a lot of interesting things. Bold prediction. I'm gonna go with the usage of Mike. Say all right. Say if if Christian McCaffrey plays, Mike Davis gets ten more than ten touches. If that's your bold prediction, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, all right. I hope I hope I hope that you're. I mean, I hope you you continue to be. You know, right? Oh yeah, yeah. On your usually, predictions usually, as you have been this one. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Word. I, I really hope so. And if not, Matt Rule, I feel sorry for what's going to come for you on Friday after. Yep. After, because Greg will be coming scorching earth for you. 
Um, <laughs> my bold prediction, uh, Calvin Ridley goes for two touchdowns. Hasn't hasn't done that uh, since week two. Uh, he actually did it back-to-back weeks, week one and, and week two. And we know he can score in bunches. Uh, I, I wanted to go three touchdowns, but that was just two bolts. So I'll stay with two. Calvin really scores two touchdowns. You could say, yeah, you say, you should say two plus, you know, yeah, yeah, they could do that. <laughs> At least two. Oh, two, oh, yeah. Let me, let me take, let me take, let me take a, a page out of the, the, the bold prediction experts book <laughs> Calvin Ridley for two plus touchdowns. There we go. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right, man. Uh, anything else, Greg? We want, do we have some time for some trust it or trash it? Uh, we do. I mean, the, the one that we discussed here is, is Matt Rule going to stick to his word and keep Mike Davis involved. Then that's, I like, Oh, that. I got something way more fun than that. <laughs> What's up? It's it's way more fun. All right, uh, we as we know, Kenny and Drake put on the injured reserve. Chase Edmonds t- will take over as a starting running back when they return from bye in Week Nine. Is that when Kenny Drake is gonna come back? Uh, I think. Well, I think they're gonna put him on IR, I believe, and so, so he'll have to weeks, be. Right? It's three weeks, three week minimum from then. So obviously we know that while Kenny while Kenny and Drake is out, Chase Edmonds will have this backfield yep. p- predominantly to himself, and will be probably a top five, yep, top seven, top eight option yep. going forward in fantasy uh, for that time. Question um, is, yeah. does Kenyon? Uh, tr- do you trust or trash that Chase Edmonds? will finish the season as the starting running back for the Arizona Cardinals. I I think so. I do I believe like if Kenyon Drake came back, I still think Chase Evans would be higher like lead in snap share and lead in carries and lead in touches. So yes. You're trusting that. Yes, I am I trusted that. I trust I trust it as well. Even I think if it's that like sixty saw- forty when he comes back, it'll be Edmonds Drake. I, I don't even think it'd be 60-40. I think Edmonds would just I think Edmonds would just own the whole thing. Oh man. I mean but 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 we've seen we we've seen like Cliff Kingsbury has shown it to us already. Yeah. Yeah, last year. Right? He last year, I mean, David Johnson pretty much got his job taken by him by Chase Edmonds. Mm-hmm. And then Chase Edmonds got hurt, so they had to go make out make a trade for a running back, which turned out to be Kenyon Drake. And now, uh, Kenyon Drake ends up being the starting running back because both of these guys were injured and he showed out. And Chase Edmonds, when both of these guys were healthy, was showing out. Yeah, and, and then when Kenyon Drake that, took the job, he was he had the majority of touches, like three down back too. Yeah, he was a three down back, and Chase Edmonds has already proven he's already shown that he could be he can be a three down back. I mean, he took over yeah. as a workhorse once Kenny Drake went out with the ankle injury. So, I mean, the only the only guy that's on that roster right now to note of is Eno Benjamin. So, uh, that's one guy to note if you nah, all are out there they listening. They have Calamari. He's fire. <laughs> no, I'm just saying because if Chase Edmonds can, if Chase Edmonds oh, goes right, right, down, right. Eno Eno Benjamin. I mean, right, I think right, he's right. a guy worth having. 
if you are the Chase Edmonds manager, at least yeah. for the while Kenyon Drake is out, because whoever is the running back in this backfield will be productive in fantasy. I mean, they should be. Kenyon yeah, Drake. this, this uh, offense <laughs> is too, too prolific. They, they're high paced, so yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah, they're. Touches. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so how about we'll go one more and uh, maybe, maybe, okay, Josh Allen. We'll go with him. The last two weeks, Josh Allen has not quite been the fantasy stud that we've come to know him as as mm-hmm. over this 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 year um he f- finished as the QB 19 last week against the New York Jets mm-hmm. the QB 17 against Kansas City and the QB 15 against Tennessee and this was after uh four weeks of four straight weeks of finishing in the top 6 three of those weeks where he was a top Ooh. 3 option yep so it's been a it's been quite the crash back down to earth for Mr. Uh, Josh Allen here. Uh, does Josh Allen finish as a top six quarterback in week eight against the New England Patriots? You trust that or you trash it? Going against the Pats. Hmm. The Bills right now are a better team than the Patriots. Um, I... I, yeah, I think Josh Allen gets. I think Josh Allen gets it done. Top twelve quarterback, trusting it. I asked you for top six, Greg. Top six. Oh man. Uh Yeah, I'm trashing that. Trashing that, right? Yeah. I feel like eight, six to twelve. That's where it's <laughs> seven to twelve. Sorry, seven to twelve. I mean. Even 12 is tough, right? Because New England has only given up a top 12 quarterback one time, and that was Russell Wilson. Jimmy G didn't finish with top 12 uh, last week? No. Jimmy, no, Jimmy G was, he was a spec. He was, he had as much to do with that game as you and I did, Greg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess off, that, it was more <laughs> Jeff Wilson. It was really all Jeff Wilson. Yeah. Jeff uh, Wilson and Debo Samuel. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he gets top 12 though i think josh allen's floor and i think the bills yeah will are a better team and i think they they rely on him to make that offense happen his i mean his floor has been there in terms of like the 16 point floor and you know what the ceiling is with him but i'm gonna be totally transparent with y'all here uh i picked up carson wentz and i'm starting him over josh allen this week uh, but I, yeah, I'm I'm not opposed to that because they're playing Dallas. So I'm always not opposed to playing the quarterback that plays against Dallas over, yeah, the borderline QB one or two QB high in QB two this week. Tough. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's probably not as hot takey. Uh, I mean, Carson wants the QB seven. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if if we're going points per game, QB one against Carson the Giants last week, like going against the worst yeah. defense in the league, like yeah. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not terrible. It's not. It's not. It's not that crazy. I guess uh, getting Rager back. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, potentially getting Jalen Rager. Hey, hey, y'all, listen. Jalen Rager is on his way back. If he's available on your waiver wire, please go add him. Yes, sir. Uh, 
if you have an IR spot, you can add him there as well. Jalen Rager him deep when he was in. This guy, he he's he yeah, like Greg said, he was one of the top deep targets for this Philadelphia offense. Uh, he he's a big play waiting to happen. Uh, he was a first round pick. He's got pedigree. Uh, I, you know, I love them as a prospect. So uh, this kid can be a contributor from day one. He was expected to do that. And uh, I mean, Travis Fogum, uh, do not worry. His targets will still be there. But uh, Jalen Rager, please add this man if he's available. He had 136 air yards in week one. That's all I got to say. <laughs> oh, sign sign me. Oh, and they play Dallas this week? Yep, sign me up. Yes, sir. He might not play this week. That's not a, that's not a guarantee, but True. just add him in the event that he can play. All right, Greg, anything else or is that all we got? Uh, nah, that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, you know, got, got to hit on these, uh, maybe hopefully these late rookie receivers coming through him and Denzel Mims. So hopefully that'd be dope. Yeah. We didn't talk about Denzel Mims, but add him. He's probably not useful to you this week, but, uh, he's, you know, led the team in target share, had a 30% target share in his first game back. Uh, so definitely somebody to look at two as the year progresses because he was some of, he was one of my favorite receivers in the draft class so um all right y'all thank you for listening appreciate you guys um you know please if you could rate review the podcast that would help us a, a you know a lot help go a long way uh especially if you write a review and then if you could go ahead follow us on twitter and instagram at ff diagnostics follow greg on instagram at we underscore made it then you can follow me on instagram at jr football nerd anytime you anytime you guys want to ask us a question uh start sits trade questions shoot that to us uh and we'll be more than happy to answer it to you have a good one everyone we'll talk to you tomorrow for the game one or for the game part one previews and we are out yeah